Welcome to Shine Online with Ellie Swift. I'm your host, marketing and mindset coach, Ellie Swift, here to help you connect with your clients, create life-changing results in your online business and shine neon bright online. I built a multi-six-figure business in under two years and more importantly, have supported my clients to get amazing results. My clients have generated five and six-figure launches, tripled their income and completely transformed their lives using my signature framework, the Swift Marketing Method. In this podcast, I take you a layer deeper into my business, my life, and my mind. If you're an ambitious entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Shine Online. Oh, it is the most beautiful spring day over here. I wish that Uh, I could share it with you and that I could share some of this magical sunshine with you no matter where you are in the the world right now. But just to set the scene, I am sitting at my desk upstairs in my office, which is where the best acoustics are in my house. And I'm looking out at the ocean. I know when I close my blinds, the sound is maybe ever so slightly better, but I figure that my voice, my tone, my mood, all the things is actually going to be far more enjoyable if I am spending this podcast episode looking out at that ocean. So here we are. I am really excited for this episode today. So it's my birthday on Saturday, the 19th of September. And to celebrate that, I was thinking what's something fun that I can do to share with all of you. And I decided upon sharing 30 things that I have learned in my business journey. And one thing that's going on in my business right now that you might not know about, you probably don't. Uh, So 31 things in total to celebrate turning 31. I was joking with a friend just this morning that you know how um, people say all the time or influencers say all the time, you know, I'm getting asked about, you know, my greatest lessons in business. I want you all to know that absolutely no one has asked for this episode, and yet I feel like it's going to be really supportive for you. (laughs) So here we are. Um, There is so much that I'm excited to share. Uh, So grab a pen and paper, or if you're listening to this while you're on the move, maybe it's an episode that you want to come back to because essentially I'm about to take you through the 30 things that I have learned about business and um, the 30 most important things I'm going to be talking about mindset, strategy, marketing, selling, money, and visibility. So let's dive on in to all of it. Okay. So kicking off with mindset, the very first thing that I have learned about business is that mindset is really 90% of the game. And I don't say that lightly. Mindset is absolutely everything in business. If you are not committed to cultivating a rock solid mindset, a positive mindset. If you haven't decided that you are all in on your business, then 
nothing else matters. There's no amount of strategy or marketing that you can uh, implement or create in your business in any way. If you aren't all in on your mindset, if you haven't decided that you're committed to feeling good, to going all in and making it happen. The second thing is that in relation to mindset, having a daily mindset practice is a complete and utter game changer. Having a daily practice is a game changer. And now that doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be in the form of a morning routine. It is for me. I'm really at my peak in the morning and I find that the morning for me is really the best time to connect back to myself and to ask myself some of those bigger questions in relation to mindset, but it might not be that way for you. You might find that a time to connect to your mindset is maybe in the evening, or maybe it's partway through the day. Maybe it's at lunchtime. Maybe it's just before you go to bed, but having a daily practice, whether it be a journaling practice or a meditation practice, or um, that you do a fear inventory, um, which I love doing, by the way, writing down all of the fears or the challenges that um, I'm feeling on my heart in that moment and then allowing myself to see all of those and move through them all. I should really talk about this in another episode, in fact, and just share some of those mindset practices that really work for and serve me specifically. But just having one is the most important thing. Having something that you do every single day to connect you to your mindset, to your vision, to your uh, bigger picture of why it is that you're doing what you're doing. Just allowing yourself that time to check in. The third thing is having people to check in with around your mindset is so incredibly valuable. So having people in your life that you trust, whether it be a coach, a mentor, uh, and I do use those words interchangeably a lot, a partner, a mom, a bestie, a loved one, where you can feel free to comfortably express yourself and share your fears, your goals, your dreams, your desires, your greatest visions, and what it might be in that moment that might be coming up as a barrier or prohibiting you from taking that next step, taking that next action, moving forward on what it is that you most want. So having a safe space to be able to do that is really important. Obviously, it's no surprise that I am a huge fan of coaching (laughs) and really recommend a coach Uh, to support you to do this. I think there's so much value in it, but if you're not currently working with somebody, then at least having that person in your field as a loved one is truly, truly valuable. Number four is that self-trust is an absolute non-negotiable. I have learned that it really starts and ends with self-trust I feel like it's really important to add a caveat here that that does not mean that self-trust has to come naturally to you or that 
self-trust is something that you're going to experience in any and every moment because if that's something that you feel needs to be a belief it will almost act in reverse it will be really challenging to feel like you can move forward in your business goals and your business dreams because the truth of the matter is that self-trust is not something that is there in every single moment it wavers it absolutely wavers but committing to creating, cultivating, building on, coming back to self-trust over and over and over again is an absolute non-negotiable. Everything starts and ends with that. And so I have learned that to be true. To give you an example of this, I know that for me that if in my life I am lacking confidence or I, I don't trust myself around a certain part of my business, then it's really hard for me to progress that. It's really hard for me to move that forward. And so I have to ask myself that question of where do I not trust myself here? What is the challenge here? What would it look like if I tapped into self-trust and then moved forward from that place? So coming back to those questions over and over again and being really mindful that self-trust is an absolute non-negotiable. And the fifth thing is that CEO mindset, CEO mindset is all about sovereignty. CEO mindset is all about sovereignty. So when you are the CEO of your business, no matter what you're doing, creating, no matter what team you're hiring or offers you're creating or the relationships you're building or who it is you're working with, being a CEO, being the leader of your business is a mindset. And so when I talk about CEO mindset, what I'm talking about is Honoring the fact that you are the CEO of the business, you are the decision maker, you are the catalyst for the growth of the business, the change of the business, the focus of the business, all responsibility for that business starts and ends with you. And when you operate from that place of deep self-responsibility, you really are able to then create the change that you want to create in your business. So having that sense of responsibility, knowing that everything starts and ends with us means that you're able to create the change you want to create. So uh, just to give you an example of that, say you hire a new coach and you're not generating the results that you want. You have two choices. You can blame that coach. You can absolutely go, it's absolutely the coach's fault that I'm not getting these results. Or you can ask yourself, what do I need to do better or differently? Or how can I show up more? Or how can I ask my coach bigger questions so that I can get better answers? So CEO mindset is really about sovereignty and self-responsibility. And I have learned that if I'm unsure about something or I don't feel like I'm getting the results that I want with something, asking myself, how can I step into my CEO mindset here and look at this in a bigger way or tackle this? Or how can I tackle this in a different way? That always allows me to feel like I'm really standing in my power and everything is resolved far more effectively when I am in that power. Okay, we're going to move on to six to 10, which is all about strategy. Number six, what I have learned about strategy 
And this is really interesting because I actually feel like this next one that I'm about to share is not necessarily something that I have learned, but rather that something I have recognized is a truth that I need to share more of because uh, it's more of a lack of industry understanding is that strategy is incredibly underrated. I don't believe that people are talking about strategy enough as the thing that is going to connect you to what it is you want. Strategy is it's the roadmap, it's the plan, it's the action that you're taking. And without a clear strategy, then it's really, really challenging, dare I say impossible, (laughs) it's really challenging to get what you want. And so strategy is essentially the vehicle to get you everything that you want. And number seven on this, and these two really tie in together quite beautifully, is that it gets overcomplicated really often. And in fact, simplicity is the key. Simplicity is the key with everything. And this is actually a personal learning for me as well, because being somebody who came into my business, having um, been in a head of strategy role and working in marketing and seeing uh, and witnessing all of these messages in the online space about how to create really, you know, convoluted funnels, I started asking myself, like, do I need to be doing all of that? Like, do I need to be making my strategy more complicated because that will then help me get better results? But in fact, the absolute opposite of that is true, which leads me to number eight, which is pick one strategy. I am a really big fan. If you've ever worked with me as a client, you will know this. I'm a really big fan of stacking your offers and stacking your strategy within your business. So for example, if you're really focused on generating one-to-one clients in your business, if you are new in business and you're all in on your one-to-one client strategy, then the best thing you can do is to pick one strategy of how you are going to generate those one-to-one clients go all in on that strategy because it's only when you go all in that you can determine whether that strategy works for you or whether it doesn't work for you. And then you move on to the next one. When you're using a few different strategies at one time, it's really hard to then determine, well, what is the thing that's making the difference right now? It's a little bit like if you go to a naturopath and you say, you know, I've got all these ailments or health challenges right now. And that naturopath prescribes you with a health cocktail of, you know, magnesium and iron and whatever else. If you start feeling better, you're not going to be able to isolate exactly what the one supplement was that really changed the game for you because you started using all of them at the same time. So it's the exact same thing with business. You want to be really clear on, I'm going to pick one strategy. I'm going to go all in on that one strategy. And that is going to give me the information that I need to continue to move my business forward. Number nine, cookie cutter formulas do not work. Cookie cutter formulas do not work. I'm really sorry about my terrible singing, but it just feels fun to break things up. I am not a big fan of cookie cutter formulas. And the reason why is that I just believe so deeply in the fact that we are all unique as humans, that we are all uh, on really different life paths and journeys. And our business is an extension of that. Our business is one part of that. And so 
if we are looking to leaders in our field and we're wanting to replicate, duplicate the exact business model that they have created, then it's likely going to be far harder for us to be able to succeed if we're aiming to do that because no two humans are the same. No two humans have the exact same set of strengths or abilities or whatever else. And so knowing that is really supportive because it means that you can make decisions whereby you can decide what is the strategy that I want? What is the business model that I want? Who is a coach that's really going to support me to see me in my uniqueness, see me in my strengths, and then support me to go all in on that rather than, you know, making decisions based on, well, I want the exact business that she has over there, you know, insert incredible mentor over here. I want that exact business. And so I'm going to follow the exact cookie cutter formula that that person sells to generate those results. So just having that awareness that cookie cutter doesn't work is really supportive to then uh, empower you as the CEO, coming back to that CEO mindset, to empower you to make decisions from that place, knowing that it is in fact your uniqueness that is the thing that will enable your business to succeed. And number 10, we're a third of the way through, is that foundations are everything. Foundations are everything. You know, I have similar conversations with my clients who are new in their business. Um, For example, through my course, The Coach Code, with my girl, Rachel McDonald, which is coming very soon, by the way. I have some of the same conversations in that as I do with my clients who are building six-figure-plus businesses. So while the challenges absolutely do change as your business progresses, foundations are everything. It's like building a house. If you don't have the slab in place, a really solid slab in place, if you're building a house, then the entire build is going to be wonky and disproportionate and not quite be this incredible manifestation of creativity and magic and brilliance that you visioned that it would be. So it's very much the same in business. Your foundations are everything. And I have really recognized that to be true in that I constantly come back to my foundations. Every time we scale the business, I'm always looking at, well, what needs to be tweaked and changed? What systems do we need to tweak and change? How do we need to evolve and upgrade these foundations that we've created for ourselves in this business? Okay, let's talk about marketing. Number 11, great marketing starts with knowing your ideal client intimately, knowing them so well, knowing them as though they are your best friend or your mom or your partner. Um, I say knowing them intimately because when it comes to your ideal client, it's more about really understanding what goes on inside their brain than understanding things like where they live or who their partner is or how many children they have. While those things are absolutely interesting and part of the process, it's really about the psychographics that are the most important. So 
what is going on in their brain? What are their values? What are their beliefs? What keeps them awake at night? What are the solutions that they most need that you can provide? So the further along I get in this business game, the more I I truly believe that great marketing really starts with knowing your ideal client intimately, because when that's not quite right, everything is not quite right. Number 12 is that you need to find your ideal client solution and speak to it directly. And it's the ideal solution or your ideal client solution rather that they really, really want. To give you an example of this, while I'm sure for many of us, it is uh, irritating to see messages in the online space around, you know, this is how you can make six figures, for example. The reason we see that messaging is because we know that people want that. That is something that people are desiring to build a business to make money. And so that doesn't make it wrong. It only makes it wrong if the if they're talking about false promises. So if we're talking about this is going to help you make six figures in 30 days guaranteed, that's a very different story. It's a false promise. And so really knowing what it is that your client really, really wants and selling them that. To give you an example in my own business, I find it most rewarding personally when my clients are deeply empowered, more sovereign than they've ever been before. And I witness that ripple effect in the way that they show up for their team and their relationships and the real like using their business to create the life that they've always dreamed of. However, I know that my people aren't buying that from me. They're buying strategy, marketing, mindset. They are buying the tools and the learnings that are going to support them to build a business that makes them money, that feels more easeful, that is profitable, that is sustainable. And so that is the thing that I sell over and over again, because I know that that is meeting my ideal client's solution and speaking to it directly. Number 13, and these all go hand in hand. So I'm going to speak to this very quickly, but half the battle is actually understanding the problem that you solve. So if you feel you need to spend some time on this right now, or this is something that you need to refine, then absolutely do so because this is often half the battle and it might change as your business continues. And I check in with this a lot because I serve women at different stages of their business. I'm constantly asking myself with each offer, what's the problem that I'm solving for this? What's the problem that I'm solving for the coach code with my girl, Rach? What's the problem that I'm solving for the Swift Marketing Mastermind? What's the problem that I'm solving for the Swift Inner Circle? Asking yourself that question at every single stage so that you can then create offers that are really going to meet your people where they're at and support them, which is what this is all about, right? Speaking of number 14, marketing is about really knowing and understanding people. Lots of people come into this business game feeling like they don't have enough experience in business. And while I really can understand that as a logical thought, what I say to those people is if you want to understand business, the best thing that you can do is truly understand people. Because when you understand people, that is going to be the thing that will enable you to create the absolute best possible offers 
and then how to speak to those people in a really powerful way and then how to serve them in a really powerful way. And that is going to then generate repeat business and repeat business and repeat business. So the entire customer journey and your entire process of attracting clients in your business starts and ends with knowing people. And so a tidbit here, or a, a piece of actionable advice would be to get really curious and inquisitive about your people and about people generally, and really ask questions about, mm, that's interesting. You know, why do they feel that way? Or what do they want most? Or what are the challenges that I keep seeing coming up for them? And just having that really deep, inquisitive, curious nature around people. And you can practice this in your day-to-day life. So I find myself now constantly practicing this when I'm with family and friends and asking myself questions about, oh, I wonder what they're thinking about that. Never ever from a place of judgment, or I like to think at least predominantly not from a place of judgment, but rather just through that lens of curiosity, because when you're practicing that, when you're constantly thinking about other people and how they're showing up, it will really support you to get into the habit of doing the same thing in your business as well. Number 15, and I've spoken to this a little bit, but just to reiterate is that the best marketing funnels are simple. They really are. And this was something that took me a little while to learn. And I asked myself for a little while there if perhaps I didn't know enough and I needed to know more. And what were my 10 years of corporate experience? What did they actually do for me? And did I need to create really convoluted marketing funnels? And you know what I learned (laughs) is that the best marketing funnels are simple. And actually it's not about having a 50 step strategy or funnel. It's really not. It's about understanding people and about getting really clear on how you can serve those people and then meeting them where they're at. And then from there, attracting them towards you. That might be a three-step process. It might be a 10-step process, but it does not need to be more complicated than you might be thinking it is right now. In fact, the very best thing that you can do is to keep it simple Okay, we're changing up our topic to selling, which is number 16 to 20. So number 16, your business is only as good as your relationships. Your business is only as good as your relationships. Relationships are absolutely everything, everything in business. And it's, um, it's quite an oxymoron for us as online business owners, because obviously business can feel like a lonely game. Sometimes I know for me, I started my business from the spare room, not, not the one I'm in now, but, uh, of, uh, a house that we were renting at the time. And actually I'm lying to you. I started the business from the dining room table of our one bedroom apartment. <laughs> and then it was our last house that it was the spare bedroom And it felt lonely at times because I was working from home on my own uh, and I'd previously worked in an office with a lot of incredible women uh, where I was having, I was fueled by female conversation, which I absolutely love. And it felt really lonely suddenly working from home in this way. But what I quickly learned was that collaborating, forming relationships, really getting to know fellow women in business was 
a catalyst for growth in so many ways, both personally and professionally. So my relationships allowed me to feel that fuel and be inspired. And it has also been a strategic enabler in so many ways. When I think about the collaborations that I've formed, the you know conferences I've spoken at that have been of fellow women that I trained with through the Beautiful You Coaching Academy and events that I've attended here in Perth that are women that have become clients. And so really tapping into your existing networks and then building on those relationships is so incredibly important. And just another point on this, something that is really interesting that I see a lot is that when we're building online businesses, for some reason, and I believe that it is because we suddenly go online space, I can work with everyone, that we start casting our gaze to all of the people that we could serve across the globe. And in doing so, we forget that we've probably already got an incredible community of humans who are already warm to us, who are already part of our community in some way, who already know, like, and trust us, who are already our best advocates and are willing to support us and potentially purchase from us. So don't forget your existing relationships and then continue to focus on building those new ones. Number 17, selling is service. We've got to get over this belief that selling is icky because it's not, it's not. Selling is about providing the solutions to your ideal clients that they most need. It is service. And then that leads me to number 18, which is that selling can feel really good. And in fact, it does feel really good when you have put the pieces together of recognize a need of an ideal client, provide the solution to that need for that ideal client, share that solution with them and solve their problem. And I know that that sounds incredibly simplified, but I got to tell you so much of business, when we break it down and we make it simpler, that's when it actually becomes more easeful. And that's when we get to generate results. Number 19, selling is a daily practice. It isn't something that we just do once a month or when we're launching. It's a daily practice. It's something that happens in your DMs, in any conversation that you're having on lives, on a podcast episode, anytime you're creating content. It's something that is woven in to everything that you do in your business. It is a daily practice. And number 20, Selling from your soul gets you the best results. Selling from your heart gets you the best results. Allowing yourself to really connect from that place, it is the best thing that you can possibly do. So an example of that might be that you're selling a service where you know it works because you created it based on personal experience or You can witness in somebody that you have the thing that they most need. It gets to be a soulful exchange rather than something that lacks substance or is surface level or is, uh, yeah, icky and sleazy in any way. And so much of this is related to mindset. So if you believe that it's something that isn't soulful, then it's not going to be a soulful exchange. And so I'd really encourage you to shift your mindset around that if it feels like that's where you're at. Okay money. Let's talk about money. Number 21, invest in yourself first. My goodness, I could not recommend this more. And I've talked about this in uh, another episode. I've talked about 
the three things to invest in when you're starting out in your business. So we'll link back to this in the show notes, but I really recommend investing in yourself first in your business. You are your greatest asset, your education, your skills, your knowledge is absolutely everything. Number two, pay attention to profit margin. This was a really wonderful learning for me is that You know, I think I'd been led to believe in the online space that revenue was everything. And so I was chasing revenue because that's what, what everyone talks about, right? They talk about revenue. And I found this out really just through trial and error. I was like, okay, I'm I'm earning more and more in the business, but what does this actually mean for me? Like, what does this actually look like? And this is why your profit margin is so important. So profit margin really being what's coming in, in terms of revenue, and then what's going out in terms of your expenses, and then what is left over. And so you want your profit margin to be high. There's no point aiming to earn more and more in your business if you're not mindful of what your profit margin looks like. So paying attention to your profit margin and those specific figures and keeping that as, as high as possible is really important. Now, on the flip side of that, number 23 is that money isn't everything. (laughs) If money was everything, I wouldn't have left my cushy six-figure job to start a business. (laughs) Now, this is a really interesting one because I think that in business, you know, so much of what we hear is, is about the money. And I believe that that is because it's an easy metric of success to speak to, right? But it's absolutely not everything. And I believe that to be true because I actually believe that it gets to a point where when you're showing up every single day, like you need to be committed to something greater than money. And really for me, it comes back to service and my people and making a difference in other people's lives. And I know that if you're here listening to this, it would be the same for you. And so connecting back to that greater why I'm supporting my clients to build soul led businesses and lives through entrepreneurship. And I connect back to that every single day. And that is the reason that I keep doing what I'm doing over and over again. 24, money isn't the only measure of success. And I kind of talked about this in the last one, but it deserved its own uh, space in this list as well. So really, I'd really encourage you to ask yourself, what does success look like for you? How do you specifically measure success? Is success to you about having space in your days to spend time with your kids? Is success for you about being able to holiday whenever it is that you want? Is success for you about having choice freedom? Is success for you about not feeling stressed in your work? What does success look like for you? And when you can clearly identify that, that will help you to build the business that you most want to build. 25, know your purpose for your money. And when you know your purpose for your money, that will also change the game. And I was having this conversation with a friend where I just was like, I just don't feel that excited by designer handbags or, you know, us getting a new car, or I just don't feel excited by those things. And full kudos to you if you do, you know, zero judgment there. It was just very much for me. It it just doesn't light me up for whatever reason. And so I realized that I needed to get really clear and intentional on 
what my purpose was for my money for, for myself and my family. And then also in terms of service and reinvestment and supporting other humans. So what does it mean for me? And then what does it mean for me in terms of being able to give and donate and share and show up and support other humans as well? All right, we're on the final countdown. Visibility. Let's talk about visibility. 26, your face is your fortune. Your beautiful face is your fortune. That means people want to see your face. As a service-based business owner, people want to see that beautiful face of yours. So don't go hiding it away online because it is what will allow you to connect with your peeps. Number 27, shining online is about identifying your unique magic. It's about really being you and identifying what it is that makes you you. It's about identifying your brand in relation to that. And I speak to that a lot in both Shine on Social Without Selling Your Soul and The Coach Code. It's really about identifying what it is that makes you you. 28. (laughs) So when it comes to visibility, have fun with it. Um, As someone that came from corporate, it took me a long while to work this one out. I kind of thought everything had to be really serious and perfectly crafted. And the more that I just started playing and showing up as me in that really playful energy, the more fun I was having and be the more clients I actually attracted from that place. 29, visibility is a non-negotiable. So you cannot build an online business without creating and generating visibility. And so the sooner you take that as a truth, the easier your business journey will be. And number 30 is that visibility is more about mindset than it is about strategy. Our challenges in relation to visibility, I find from experience with my clients and also myself are usually fears related to what will people think of me? You know, that means I have to own this belief or this concept. I'm not an expert. So many of the, of the mindset stuff is really what prohibits us. And so I'd encourage you to connect deeper to maybe what's coming up for you. If you're having any challenges around visibility and showing up online. Okay. That was really fun. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did sharing it with you. Now, the last thing that I thought would be really fun to share is just one thing that you may not know about my business right now. And this is just more of a challenge that I'm going through right now with the desire to to keep it really real. So a challenge that I've been experiencing for the last 12 months in my business is that we are having really shocking internet challenges at our house right now. I live in a newer um, suburb as part of wider Fremantle and within my home for whatever reason, and I've lived in another house in the same area, but for whatever reason where I live, we are just having really shocking internet (laughs) and it's gotten so bad that I have uh, had to get an office, which I'm challenged by because while I really enjoy that office, I would much rather not be paying for that office and working from home because I actually really love working from home. I love that I get to look out at the ocean. 
So that is something that's not happening right now. And I'm really in the process. I'm really in it. We are doing everything we can to get our internet sorted. And it's really fascinating because, you know, we talk about how in online business, all you really need is a laptop and a, and a good internet connection, right? But when you're running a business, uh, a business that is, is growing, you know, outgrowing you and your internet doesn't work, it can bring about a lot of challenges. And I have faced those. I've cried twice just this week about it. There are so many bigger problems in the world right now. (laughs) Uh, But I think it's just useful to know that everyone goes through these hardships in business, right? That feel really challenging uh, for them specifically. All right. Now, Let's talk, let's move from the challenge to celebrating. I really hope this has been incredible and useful for you. There's obviously so many subtopics within this. And so if there's anything that you want me to dive into deeper, please let me know. The best way is to come on over and let me know in DMs on Instagram. So Ellie H Swift on Instagram, jump into my DMs and share with me what I've spoken to that you'd like me to dive deeper into. And I will make sure that I do that for you. Now, to celebrate my birthday, my 31 years on this planet, I am giving away a one-to-one space, a one-to-one coaching session with me, a 60-minute coaching session with me, uh, where I will support you with the strategy, mindset, and marketing to help build your incredible business, no matter where you're at right now. These sessions are well, kind of priceless because they're not available right now. I don't offer one-to-one coaching anymore. And so this is the only opportunity to work with me in this way. Uh, And I would love to offer it to you. All you have to do is jump on over and share with me a five-star review uh, and tell me what it is you are loving about this podcast right now. And I will go through and choose from those reviews, one person to give that session to at the end of September. So for the month of September, I'd encourage you to do it now before you forget, but for the month of September, if you leave me a review, you go in with the running to win that session. Have an incredible, incredible week, beautiful human. I'm so grateful to be here and I'm so grateful to every one of you for being here. The feedback from this podcast has just meant absolutely everything to me and it's an absolute joy to be here serving you in this way. Have a beautiful rest of your day.